by design with Lynn and Danette podcast. We are so thrilled you're here. This is a space where we chat about the design of our lives and everything that entails. We talk about interior design. We love creating beautiful spaces and we give you practical ways to encourage you in your home and your life. We also discuss the design of our lives, the design of our friendships and the relationships we have with others and with God. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes or whatever provider you use so that you don't miss any by design episodes. Also, if you're enjoying this, could we ask you to leave a review over on iTunes? That would just be so great, and it helps others find the show, so to spread a little more design around. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram, our favorite social network. We are at Lynn Felsman, at Danette Gora, and at By Design Podcast. You can also email us at info at bydesignpodcast.com with something you'd love to hear us chat about, whether it be in your home or in your life. We'd love to hear from you. Today we're on episode 11 where we talk about what's going on lately and a fun do-it-yourself project. So here we go. Hi. That was like singing. I know. I'm excited. I, I'm actually loving this. Isn't that crazy? The Me thought too. The thought of podcasting was really scary at first. I'm not going to lie. It seemed very mm-hmm. daunting and big and that's for other people. And so it's just so I, weird now. It's like, I love it. Right. It's like for us it's for such a time as now right right? yes it is i was like we've heard that before somewhere those are i know the words we're living right now that's so true yeah it's so fun and um so tell us like what's going on this weekend oh yeah it's last week before school starts it's the last weekend and I think last week when we were talking, I was like, we didn't have it. Uh, yeah, it's right. Vacation. You had a bunch of mom guilt. Yeah, because mm. we didn't do any vacation or something. And as it turns out, a friend of ours is like willing to sell us their camper. Yay! For an amazingly oh reasonable. So you're going blessing. Camp- you're going camping. Yes, you're going camping. We are just kind of like our hearts are kind of broken in the best way because we're being so like we're blessed to have a camper because we're people who would never right have the means have the means to get one like and so our friends are just blessing us by selling us theirs and so we decided to throw some stuff in the camper and go camping at a like nearby campground this weekend are the kids over the moon yeah they're freaked out like so excited like rowan my daughter even had a birthday party she was supposed to go to on Friday. And she's like, Mom, to go camping, I will skip the birthday party. <laughs> and like, True sacrifice. <laughs> but like, For she, a kid. yeah, she's, they're so excited. Oh, I love I that. Know. So Make I sure just, you take Rage's leash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Pack yeah. that thing. We will, because we don't need him running off into the wilderness. <laughs> oh, where did Rage go? I know. Yeah, Aww, so it'll be just time be to be intentional with them and really, oh, yeah. you know. Have some time before yeah. school starts, the crazy starts. That's right. We're going to do the unplugging, right? I'm gonna turn, you won't hear from me. Oh, I'll miss you, but I'm glad for you. I'm glad. For yeah, that's a I great, know. healthy thing to do. Yep. Good. Here we go. Here we go. And tonight we will be watching or re-watching the Jim Gaffigan camping oh, thing. I have to get my go. husband to watch it I just know. so he's ready. And I know. You have to have a good laugh. And then watch yeah. the one about bacon, too. That's okay. great. Yeah. I liked the burrito part where he was saying, like, campers are all, like, wrapped up in their <laughs> in the sleeping bag. bags like a burrito. It looks, like, <laughs> for a bear to eat. <laughs> so great. Thankfully, there's no bears in Indiana, right? No. But you know what? We are going to be in a camper. Oh. I have oh, to yeah. tell you you're this. Not, you're not in a tent. Yeah. I want to tell you my camping story, though. 
mercy. We went camping for like the last, only a couple times really. But like maybe four years ago, we went camping. It was the first time we went as a family. And we showed up at her campsite and we had brought a tent. I think at that point we were borrowing a friend's tent. And both, I only had two kids at that point and they were toddlers. And we like pull up and we get out and we're walking around. And all of a sudden there's this, we see this like, I don't know, six foot snake in the middle of our campground. Okay. I about died. Is that like an omen? Well, yes, because it's a snake. <laughs> I didn't know snakes went to campgrounds. Okay, they live <laughs> they can in go the to jungle. Other places <laughs> they s- hang around yeah. trees in a jungle. They don't need to be here. Okay, so my husband oh, so, takes the snake this. out into the forest, launches it. Okay, it's gone. He threw it. We're setting Bye, up the tent. Felicia. My kids are playing, and then a few minutes later. No, it came back. Okay. It was like your pet. Fifteen thing. minutes later, because oh it takes us a while, us un, like unseasoned campers, to set stuff up. Right. There's a tree in the middle of the campground. This snake oh, had went between our children, like the area that they were playing, and wrapped itself around the tree in the middle of the campground. Just hanging out. Yeah, I freaked out. I freaked. It was just too much. I was like, Satan has come <laughs> to the campground. <laughs> Like, you are under my foot. <laughs> like, what the heck? So, okay. But then we're sleeping in a tent, right? And like, all I can snakes can get into anything. So then I couldn't sleep. There were I had there had to be snakes like slithering under. They're gonna get in the zipper. They're gonna kill my little baby. Like I was, it ruined me for camping on the ground. I'm sorry. I know. And then the yeah. other Uh-oh. funny thing is, I'm with you. <laughs> he had launched the snake into the forest woods <laughs> clearly Not i don't know you are i don't know about camping but you're going that <laughs> night we're sitting around the campfire you know having uh, roasting marshmallows and all of a sudden we hear these like horrible noises there's like <gasps> something's eating wild it. animals fighting over the snake it was hilarious <laughs> and scary and you went and zipped yourself yes. in the snake and you okay. said to derek anyway no <laughs> i was ready to pack my bags and go to the hotel. Oh yeah, down the road. So that's my story. So now you have a camper with a door, a proper door, door and a lock. And I'm sure we'll have other stories. But oh, am I, I love it. I hope it doesn't involve snakes. I know. Hopefully, it's the raccoons. I know they can be a pest. It's too. okay. Bring me a coon, dude. I can handle that. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Just don't it has to have. On the ground. If it has arms and legs, <laughs> I can deal with it. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, I know. Let's I move on. Snakes either. <laughs> so sorry. It's, yeah. No. That's it's like a bit such a. It's impacted me that story. Well, I know it has because I can yeah, see the I'm passion in your eyes. I'm going to share a picture of the snake because we have it. Oh, golly. Lucky us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I won't. <laughs> Was it dead or alive? <laughs> no, Don't answer God. that. <laughs> no comment. I'll just share a picture of a snake. <laughs> yeah. Am I going to go to jail? I, I don't know. Not. We're going to hit Google after this. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so great. Okay. So how about you? What are you doing this weekend? Come on. Oh, I am purging my house. I can't breathe right now. <laughs> I just have so much stuff around me. And all the back to school stuff is piling, you know, and I'm just excited to mm-hmm. start cleaning my house. I know my kids have such a fun mom. <laughs> Yay, they're going to do chores. Mm-hmm. No, it's good. I think we're going to, um, I really don't think we have many plans. We're just going to kind of hang out and enjoy the kids don't even want to talk about going to school next week like every mm-hmm. time i bring it up i'm like well, Malik left I'm mm-hmm. like, mom please please can we not talk about it yeah and they're a little older than mine mine are so excited oh are they yeah yeah mine don't want to judith's excited 
you know. And they're but actually, but it's funny when it gets down to it, they're all excited, uh, right? But when they they're miss little, their friends, and when they're bigger, they kind of yeah. get it. What they know what's coming. When right. you're little, it's just like. <gasps> well, and Hudson, like Hudson, our oldest, he's going into seventh grade, which is crazy. So he's like, you know, changing classes every oh my hour, and yeah. you know, has locker and all that stuff, which is just crazy to me. And he's almost as tall as me, which is. I just don't understand what's happening in our house. Right. Yeah, I'm loving it, though. I remember, I think it was Jen Hatmaker saying that teenagers are the best. And there's moments of the, like, teenager attitude and middle schooling that I do mm-hmm. not enjoy. But it's funny. I've had a couple moments where I've been taking him and his buddies to soccer conditioning or yeah. whatever. And they have me laughing so hard that I have oh to goodness. be like, guys, I can't see through my tears. You have to stop making me laugh so hard or we're going to crash. Oh, that's so it's actually precious. Yes, so it's. I actually enjoy it. It's, there's, it, the good outweighs the bad. Right. So it's good. Anyways, hopefully that lasts and just keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. Please, Jen Hatmaker, don't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't. She's not that way. She would. <laughs> no, she wouldn't. I don't know. She hasn't called for a while, so. <laughs> right. right. I forgot. It's been a while since you and her have talked. Yeah, but. <laughs> Anywho, so how's how's things going? What's God showing you lately? And well, you know, I it's hard to say. I've had some friends like that I've been talking to and that have been in difficult situations, and I've been kind of gleaning like from what they're learning, and at the same time, like God is, I think, just sovereignly put the right messages in at the right mm-hmm. time. It kind of lines up with right. some of the things they're going through. But I had a friend or have a friend who's <laughs> really struggling and. Um, a relationship with someone in her family. Yeah. Oh, that's hard. And they were like making false accusations against her. And I've never like this story. I can't, I won't share all the details because I can't, but it blew my mind that I was trying to put myself in her shoes. Like if this was my, mm-hmm. your real life, my real life, if that was my family, um, right? sister-in-law doing those things to me, saying those things and it was my, you know, mother-in-law or whatever. And it wasn't, you know, it, thankfully but it was that's her reality Mm -hmm. and like I think when you put yourself in someone's shoes it makes it more real for you it's perspective it is but like this is something she was being accused of something that she didn't do Mm. and the woman calls herself a believer this person and it was crazy to me that this really happens you know know. we read stories and we're so unattached from them you know it hits closer to home when it's it's closer to home so like this is something I've been thinking about is like how you know just talking and praying with her and encouraging her and I don't know one of the things I was saying to her is that she still needs to love that woman and show her yeah she always easy it isn't always easy and it made me think of Jesus and Mm -hmm. when he was you know accused and brought to trial in first Peter 2 it says that you know, when they hurled their insults at him, he didn't retaliate. retaliate. And when he suffered, he didn't make any threats. Mm. And who is God? But right. he's God. And he turned the other cheek. He turned the other cheek. And he knew who his father was. Right. And that his God had... And his, his purpose. Right, his purpose. And that God had his back. Yeah, absolutely. And, um... And well, it's the whole audience of one again, right? Like, it does it, really it is. It doesn't matter what man thinks we are called to love them mm-hmm. and love God that's it I know and it's a hard thing to do and you know God has shown up for my friend and given her grace and the spirit to do 
these things. Um, one of the verses that I would use to enc- that I've sent her to encourage her a few times comes from Psalm thirty-seven, verse six says, "He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, and the justice mm-hmm. of your cause like the noonday sun." So she didn't need to plead her case. Um, she and didn't defend herself. No, her God would work all of that out. Right. And, you know, the whole thing of Psalm 37, it talks about do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious mm-hmm. of those who do wrong. Uh, God trust in the heard. Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. And I think that, you know, in those situations, there's safety in doing the right thing. You hide there in goodness and in love, and God will take care of those people. Oh, and that's that's such a countercultural message. Like in in the day and age we live, our rights are our mm-hmm. soapboxes, and no one can offend my rights. And that's like just become right. such an ugly. Mm-hmm. Hate, it's full of hate now, where it was supposed to be something good. Right, and this became my friend's opportunity to be still before yeah. the Lord. And Psalm 37 oh. says that, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him and do not fret when people succeed in their ways mm. and carry out their wicked schemes. Oh, that's good. And that's the thing is you wait on the Lord. You know, mm. people are going to say untrue things about us and we don't have to have, we don't have to call every single one of those people no. and say, look at me, I didn't do all of those things. No. And, you know, sometimes you can't defend every situation. You just have to be the person that shows up and continues to love and do the right thing. And the thing is, when your reputation has been like that, when that fruit shows in your life Mm -hmm. time and time again, it gets to the point where when other people try to say those things about you, that would never be believed. Because, you know what I mean, people know you and they know what you stand for and how you conduct yourself. And so it would be like, no, of course, she's not like that at all. Like, it it just shows the other people's sin so blatant. It, uh, yeah, and it's so complicated when, you know, people claim to know the Lord, mm, but there isn't a spirit of love and truth. Like this woman is involved in religious activity. She's really going to a church, but she's not willing to confess her sin. See her own and sin. Right. that's, you know, when you know God and you are his child, you know that you're broken and you're faulted and we have to be able to confess our sins and oh, so and he is faithful and just to forgive yeah. us those sins. And that's right. a promise. Y- your like, pride gets kind of wiped out on those things, right? Oh. Because you, you know where you stand and, and you know is, why you stand there. Until you learn that, until you see your own brokenness and your own flaws mm-hmm. and ugliness, so when you could keep building yourself up in pride and mm-hmm. self-righteousness and all these things, it just gets uglier and uglier to be around, know. you know, it just is harder and harder to yeah, be around. Yes. And so that's a further, it's further to fall. So yeah. that's like a constant reminder of like myself to like, mm-hmm. okay, th- those parts of me that want to make everything about me, mm-hmm. it's not about what I can do and how good I am and all these things. Right. Let's not make it about that. Let's make it about, okay, have I loved the way God's called me to love my people mm-hmm. today? Just like right. my, my sons and my husband. Let's just start small, and then right. yep, it'll trickle out from there. Mm-hmm. The other thing about this situation, that, um, and I'm going to, like, there's another thing I've been studying that where God is also kind of teaching me these mm-hmm. same things, but... Is that the part in Acts? It is in okay. Acts, in Acts 7. Can you please, yeah. I love this, can you please share it? Sure. Um, well, this is the story of Stephen, and when false accusations were being uh, brought against him, and um, it's at the end of Acts 6, 
where it says that the lying witness said, this man is always speaking against the holy temple and against the law of Moses. So they were accusing him of doing wrong. And Stephen is the good guy. Yeah, he was chosen as one of the deacons of the church. Like he was the guy that was like named first. And, you know, so he must have been kind of like the spiritual leader, like, like one of the big guys, you know, yeah. that. And one of the things that I love He's is respected. Yeah. In Acts 6, um, verse 8, it says that Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed amazing miracles and signs among the people. Mm. He was full of great God's mm. grace and power. So I like seeing. I loved seeing that, like, he was full of the Spirit of God and following him before the hard thing came. Oh, yeah. Like, God just didn't show up there. He was like already hard, walking right. in the Spirit. He was a man of the Spirit of God. Yeah. So when these accusations came, it says at the end of Acts 6, verse 15, at this point, everyone in the high council stared at Stephen because his face became as bright as an angel's. Mm. And, like, this man who... It was his turn to shine and give testimony mm-hmm. to God. And so then in the whole thing in chapter 7, he gives this big sermon. Um, and he's not defending himself. He's not starting off by That's saying, the beautiful thing. I didn't do that. I didn't say that. I didn't do that, you liars. He didn't say that. You know what he did? He talked about, he ex- went back in the Old Testament and explained the Which gospel. They would have under- and they would have understood that because they were following, like the religious leaders were following the Old right. Testament law still. And Right. And so, yeah, that's the thing is like he didn't really defend it. His defense for himself was the gospel. Yeah. So he pointed to Jesus and that, that took the story there, used his time in front of these men to talk about what really matters. Amen. And he did it. The contrast is that his spirit was full of peace mm-hmm. and love in the Holy Spirit, and that is where God works. And those people, um, if you read in Acts 7 at the end, they're gnashing their teeth. So the people who were so religious, who claimed to do all oh, these religious acts, were na- like basically gnashing their teeth. And in the Bible, you can look up all these examples of when like in the end times and in hell and all this stuff when people like gnash mm-hmm. their teeth. Like yeah. it comes from just our wickedness and like you know you if you ever think of times in your own sinful life when you're like screaming at someone or like yelling through your teeth they're just like so, so angry that's angry. what i picture and well that's and, the truth right it's with the light the light being shone on the darkness yeah but he was completely full of peace oh. glowing in the face of god or glowing god's face right out into these you know this crowd and these people were coming back at him with such hate and lies and but it, it also this whole thing like we just heard a message on this um our church is going through the book of acts and we're going to mm-hmm. share this if you guys want to listen to some good preaching on oh, it's mercy. just it's so great it's really really good yeah, he's one of our teaching pastors he's our yeah, family pastor, pastor josh yeah just preached this message last week like we're like so texting good. it and emailing it to all of our friends and re-listening to it because it just lays out the gospel the, so beautifully. the gospel and it it, it, it like sh- it, he calls out like where where are you in the story he right. gives like examples it's, it's yeah. applicable to us still it's so good yeah. y'all gotta listen to this so message there'll be a link on the yeah. um, by design podcast.com yeah. where you can watch that yeah and that one is talking um it's more like it's acts. after yeah, yeah it's, it's after a little this. bit later than this but so anyway we've just been kind of in the book of right. acts but it reminds me this whole time I'm hearing these stories of in the Bible, and then I have this friend going through this same thing, and she, it's kind of the same thing. Mm. Like this woman has a that is accusing her of these things has an anger issue, and she's right. like bl- 
blowing her top and like flipping right. her lid and so angry and violent and then saying to and then saying I did not do that. Let's. Yeah. Why can't you love me? And why are you saying? The truth like, always comes out. Oh my there god! Always it just comes is out. so bizarre. It's, yeah. But so my friend is in I'm that situation, and, but that's okay because you know what? The God can God use is it. With her, you know? and, and people are watching us. That's mm-hmm. the thing. And Pastor Joss t- talks about this in his message, message that we'll share. That people are always watching when you're struggling or mm-hmm. when false to accusations see how you it. to see how you act. And if you mm-hmm. are someone who is just like Stephen walking in the full Holy Spirit and full of grace, power. that's the face that mm. will come come through. That's what will be shining yeah. brilliantly like the face of an yeah. angel. I could, I would, could you imagine somebody saying that my face glowed like the angel? Like, I can't even imagine no. that. But that. That alone, just seeing that <clears> would have been like, there's something different about that man. But think about like people in our lives, like when they go through something hard and God shows I up know. and you're like, how were they able to withstand that? That's, that's God it's working. Of God. Amen. Right. Yeah. I think of that. It's funny. Cause I think of that even of the day before Derek had his really big surgery and I remember going up, Kelly and I went up and, uh, to see you and mm. you were like cool as a cucumber. You yeah. were like, so you, you were just, covered in peace i was being carried i will carry you yeah god says that and he carried me yeah that's true that's like and i i Mm -hmm. think you see that in people and that's fruit that's fruit that it's actually alive and thriving and it's true right there's something special that god gives in those moments to his people when there's going to be intense suffering yeah um and it's a promise it is and he does that and it's not me because i am you know, oh. an ugly wreck, but like God oh, yeah. in his spirit and through the Amen. prayers of his people. Amen. Yeah. And the other thing about this whole story, and I was, this is, guess this is a whole big thing for me is that, mm. um, when you're reading all this in Acts and one of our other pastors who preached on this, um, that, um, Paul was, it says that, um, I think it's at the, like at the end when Stephen is stoned, because at the end they do kill him. They mm-hmm. stone him because there's the crowd is so enraged. It says that, um, Saul, it was verse one of chapter eight. Saul was one of the witnesses and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. This is different version. I'm using your Bible. What is this? It's an NLT. NLT. Right? I get confused because I only know my own words, but this is true. This is great. Yeah. Um, I'm like, Whatever. What <laughs> You've already said it. <laughs> so funny. Okay. So anyway, um, before Saul, before Paul was converted, he was Saul and he was standing there. He was a man who knew. He condemned. He encouraged the killing of he Stephen. did, but he and knew. This is Paul later yeah. on that we find out God uses and he's builds his church with him. Like Paul is instrumental. But Paul knew Mm. he was, um, you know, a Jew of all Jews. He knew everything. He was like living the perfect religious life. And so he knew, he listened to that whole sermon that uh, Stephen gave when everyone hated, was ready to Mm -hmm. just kill him. And I'm pretty sure most of what he said, he knew lined up perfectly with the Old Testament because Paul knew it. Or, you know, that Saul. Saul, he, yeah, Saul We're confusing the listeners. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's just call him Paul. Let's just call him Paul. He was standing there. He watched this man be stoned to death. He saw his glowing face Mm -hmm. and he saw that he was peaceful and graceful against an angry mob. And that was, you know, it might seem like the death of Stephen was like pointless, right? Oh no. But this huge man in the church 
he wasn't yet, he was the hater of Christians, was standing there watching this man get stoned and then to death for his so-called Jesus faith and his glowing face and the words that he said in love. And then a few weeks later, God meets him on the road to Damascus. And reveals himself. And reveals himself. And it it was like a seed planted. Yeah. So like it just shows like when you go through those hard times and you have to stand in your faith. It's not wasted. It's not wasted. God, you don't know who's standing and watching you. Absolutely. It could be someone oh, yes. that he's going to use like Paul, you know? Which, please, like, that's just humongous. Yeah. Like I just... Um, some you know whoever said that in the series that we're listening to, one of our pastors yeah. said, it, "Like when these dots cl- c- are connecting for me, I'm I just know. like I can't get only out of the God, first eight only, chapters. I just keep rereading it because I'm God so can do this stuff. It's like just it's too big. It is so our God, He is big and He loves you. Yeah, but can I have a little honest moment right now? <laughs> <laughs> there was a time where I thought stoning." was <laughs> somebody put in cement. <laughs> oh, you did not. I did. I thought they like, <laughs> like hot <on> snow. <laughs> they just like, oh wait, they made it, they oh, turned them was, into a big stone <laughs> statue. <laughs> and then Kurt was like, I said something like along those lines. And I'll never forget the look on his face of like, what are you talking about? And then I find they throw stones at somebody until they die, which is way worse. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. you guys can all laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, hey. I I can laugh at myself. Like seriously, that's how brilliant I am over here. Yeah, no, that's hey, I'm with you. I'm surprised by half the things I learned. Because <laughs> but you didn't think that being stoned was being submerged. Yes, in but cement. believe me, I have, I am someone who takes everything literal. So like I get very few jokes and when someone <laughs> says something to me, I just really embarrass myself all the time. Oh, it's okay. That's so I, I embarrass myself regularly oh, girl. in a million different ways. No, it's and great. So you have like, you, what I... you thought stoning meant like embalm, like what? <laughs> Encasing someone in, in stone? Han soloing them. <laughs> That Anyways, is, that's amazing. I, I love know. that. Okay. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All I can hear is Chewy's voice. I can't do it. I tried to do it. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. Okay. Derek, wow. my husband, does a great Chewy. Oh. He does so many good. Okay, like, guys, we want to hear your Chewies. <laughs> so if you can do a great Chewy impression, we want to hear it. So record yourself and email it to us at info at com. It might get put on our Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to go uh, camping. Okay, yeah. So do you like decorate, design your camping site? Are you one of those people? Do I? I've been camping like <laughs> twice. Well, you did put a snake around the tree. So. <laughs> right. I'm, you know, I should, I should. You know what you should do? Bring a, bring a rug. Bring a rug, yes, for so you don't track in all the dirt at okay. the bottom yeah, of the stairs. Yeah, I'm gonna need to do some Google work here. And you should take your the chandelier that you make, the yeah. beaded chandelier. Oh, the beaded chandelier. Yeah, you mm. should take it there. That would be hilarious. It would be awesome. It's kind of big. I need to steal yours. You can steal mine. There's a beaded chandelier hanging above this desk yeah. that we're sitting talking at. It's too small for my office, but I'm, we still made it. Yeah. So we yeah, we like to make beaded chandeliers. Let's chat about that a yeah, little bit. Yeah, let's do that. It's beautiful. Yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, 
uh, a few years ago, I started making some of these beaded chandeliers for clients. I made one for, oh, I know, the very first one I made was one of my dear sweet friends who is an interior designer. I worked with her for years, was getting married, and she was getting married in a barn. And this was, like, before barn weddings, where she, like, was before it became popular. And she needed something. She had some foresight. She knew what was right. She really did, yeah. And so she's just a great creative mind. So she's, like, on the cutting edge of barn weddings before they were in. Um, Anyway, she wanted, she needed, like, a big chandelier or something above the table, and I was kind of helping her with... I was going to be the friend that showed up and just, like, decorated things because I had a friend that did that for me at my wedding. Another interior designer friend of mine showed up at my wedding, made stuff, and I was so blessed by it. So now I do this for my friends and for people, like, if they're getting married because I know what what she... Yeah. Anyway, so we couldn't find a good shabby chic chandelier, like, for a good price and we didn't have any money, so I came up with the idea to make a big beaded chandelier. And so I bought this, um, I went to Lowe's and bought a hanging basket. Like a, like a, uh, like a wire metal a wire one. hanging basket that you would put flowers in and hang like on your porch outside. And then I spray painted it and, re- and made like a chandelier with um, beaded necklaces. So I went From to dollar store. Party City and bought like a million beaded necklaces. And I have made so many of them that like I know how to paint them now. I've tried different ways of like I spray paint the beads beforehand. Um, yeah, you if know. they're not the right color, I usually try to get like a lighter color bead because the spray paint covers it better. Like if you right. bought red beads, if it's you don't want a red cover. chandelier, right. right? So yeah, that chandelier that I have though has been painted so many different colors because I'll even spray paint it now once it's fully assembled, when I'm first making them, I usually spray it, spray all these beads before I assemble it. But yeah, that baby's been off white for a wedding. It's been baby blue. It's been yellow. It's like been a mustardy yellow. Yeah, it's been mustardy yellow. What color is it now? I think it's blue now, like a tealy color. It blue. is blue. It's, it's a, a different blue now, yeah. isn't it? Um, so anyway, yeah. You still buy a light kit at the at Home Depot or Lowe's. They have mm-hmm. them in the lighting section, usually on one of the end aisles, and it's and you can make wiring. it a real a real light. So that's what we've done in Lynn's office. We made her a little one that we're going to repurpose to a client's house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing, <laughs> like it would be so cute in like a little girl's room, know, right? like just hanging in a so corner. Precious. You don't yeah, even have to really use it would. as a light. No. It's just like a little ambiance thing in yeah. a room, but. This one, her husband, who is super handy, just went and bought a light kit, right? Yeah, he did. And then we just went and got one of those medallions at the store from the ceiling. And, yeah, he hooked it up. And, he, you know, we had to, like, work with... And I got one of the old, like, Edison bulbs. Because you can kind of see through it a little bit. So I didn't want, like, just any bulb because yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit of a nerd. So I went no, and got one of the old super Edison. dreamy up yeah, there now. Because I, I just it. love the way that bulb looks in it mm-hmm. when it's even turned off. It looks pretty so. Yeah. Oh, so cute. Yeah. We'll post some pictures and maybe do just a little how to on how to make a beaded chandelier for any of you. Yeah. If you want to do it yourself or if you want Danette to make you one, you can contact her. You can contact her. Yeah. Email us. We'll make you one. We make them all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, if you're not crafty and you're looking for a beaded chandelier. Yeah. Yeah. I have an Etsy store and, you know, I can post some pictures there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, it's so fun hanging out with you guys today. Thank you. I hope you're having a great time. Bye. Bye.